What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 166 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're going to be geeking out about a 90 gig game patch, live action Gundam, and the cancellation of a show we've literally been talking about since like the start of this podcast. Yes. Yeah, I have annoyed about. Joe with it many a times. I'm not heartbroken with this news. Yeah. We'll get into it in a minute. Uh, first of all, shout out, well, a few minutes. First of all, shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksandgrace. There are a ton of them because you all showed up for the pledge drive. Like, you guys are awesome. Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, and Dan Aiello. Nice. I think I said that name right. Yeah. Aiello? Aiello. It's a really cool name. Uh... Thank you so much for giving to Geeks Under Grace and to the mission and, uh, you know, believing in what we believe in uh, and what we're doing. We're super appreciative. We we raised up to, I can't remember the exact number now off the top of my head, and I should. 42 patrons, patrons uh, $370 a month. Wow. Yeah. That's so much. Very cool. Yay. I Thanks, know a y'all. ton of that is going to go to to outreach. Um, so if you like reaching people with the gospel, then your money's going to a good place. We have some news for you. Yeah. It's good news. Exactly. <laughs> um, the best instead news. Instead of that news, but also with that news, I guess I should say, we have gaming news. But it's been so long that I've forgotten the... Uh, out the layout of this podcast oh no i mean the last times we've talked have been 20 questions sorry yeah 20 questions 20 questions i have it all messed up i was like let's get into gaming news i was like nope nope joe's gonna talk about what he's been playing (laughs) (laughs) go ahead joe all right uh i played a little bit of left alive that's the game that came out has the art same art from the guy that does Metal Gear Solid. It's actually a front mission game. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the front mission franchise. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a tactical classically it's a tactical like strategy RPG franchise. Okay. With mechs that are called Wanzers. Have were, why is it called Left Alive? Were you you're the only so, survivor? Is it like or? Left for Dead, but you're left alive instead? The the premise of this is that the warring nations kind of one nation swung in, destroyed the city, and uh, you are a survivor for the other side, working your way through the city. And it's, so it's kind of a survival game, sort of, with stealth elements. You can go loud, but it's going to be you know a lot of pain. Okay. I'm not really settled on it yet. I've only played an hour or two of it, and it feels... It feels kind of like that Metal Gear Solid Survive, Metal Gear Survive game that came out. Hmm. It's, I like it better than Metal Gear Survive, but I'm not sold. Like you, you craft traps and that sort of thing. You pick up ammo and. What's the art style like? It feels very Metal Gear. Okay. Sort of. Hyper realistic then. Kind of. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, you you're in a future where there are mechs, and right, you you can still occasionally jump in the mechs and defend stuff, that sort of thing. How big are the mechs? I don't know why I have so many questions about this game. <laughs> game I'll probably I mean, never play, but it seems really cool. Uh, I mean, like, how big do you think a mech would typically be? Probably about the right si- same size you're thinking. Pacific Rim. Okay, not that big. <laughs> okay. It doesn't Gundam. take two pilots. I don't know Gundam well enough. Mech Warrior? Yeah, think Mech Warrior. Okay. Gundam, they're like, probably like if you put an airplane on end. Like a jet fighter, like I don't know how uh, big these. Are. I would think these are probably fifteen to twenty feet tall. Okay, there's a life size yeah. Gundam in Japan. I saw that. Yeah, uh, played a little bit of Trials Rising, which we've been playing for a little while now. I'm still kind of poking on that a few tracks at a time here and there. The Trials games are just good. Those yeah. are those are good fun. They're solid. I bought Eternity, The Last Unicorn. It's a $20 RPG. I love that There's name. There's a reason that game is $20. Oh. Don't buy that game. Mm. But Charlie. I would rather watch that on loop. Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring, hello. Hello. Ring, ring, hello. Sorry. I, that's That whole show is best based around like... References that you could just repeat over Swim and over away, flugelfish. Swim away. <laughs> we could just do that the entire night. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> what is it? What what type of game is it? I mean, you said it's, it's an, an RPG. Action RPG. But it's like it's an action RPG. You're running around hacking and slashing. Okay. As a unicorn. But it's very no. So you're the stories that you you are an elf. There were five unicorns that came to earth and kind of blessed the elves with eternal life and four of them went missing overnight and there's one surviving and you have to protect it and so you go on a journey to get it some medicine or something i don't know it doesn't matter Hmm. does it have a cold i don't know the game locked up on me when i talked to the first npc that's bad uh so it's got issues bad game's bad don't 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 even bother wasting your time or money. What with should it. you play instead? Anything else. <laughs> okay. Um so the other thing that I'm playing that you definitely should play, Devil May Cry five. Oh okay. that's I've out. never yeah. played a Devil May Cry game. Me neither. Ever? No. Do you like smooth action? Yes. This is like the smoothest action. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they literally rate your fights based on style. Hmm. And you build up you build up your meter based on combos. If you take a hit, you're gonna take a pretty hard hit to your style meter. Oof. And so it ranks it like crappy uh, it's D C B A S double S triple S if you're really a rock star during the fight. Hmm. Like oh so, poor form. But there are three playable characters in this and I've only played his two so far, but it's... I mean, that whole franchise has historically been super smooth, very stylish action. Like, the intro scene to the mo- to the game is like this this scene where you, your main character, Nero, and this lady that's driving the Devil May Cry van are driving down an alleyway full of enemies. The Devil May Cry van. That's Devil the May Cry name. is the name of a, an establishment that, that Nero made. 
Okay. It's it's like a bar or something. I don't know, but but the names kind of hopped around from time to time across the series. But I'm sad it's not a so, Devil May Chrysler. It's a van, not a car. That's a sedan. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but she's she drives the van. She hits like turns the van so that it's doing a corkscrew through the air. Okay. And the whole time it's flying through the air in slow motion, Nero is outside of the vehicle, like slicing up and shooting these monsters. Ooh. And then as the van comes around, he gets back in the passenger seat and they land and drive off. That's crazy. But that's pretty typical for Devil May Cry style. Okay. Like Sounds the intense. the characters are super smarmy. They're always, you know, they're fighting these guys that are 20 stories tall, and they're just totally crap-talking them the whole time. They're very smooth about it, very ice in their veins, cool about it sort of thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's it's The style's great. And the the new character in this one, V, I didn't think I would like him very much, but he actually plays very well. Cool. I like him quite a bit. Um, I played a little bit of Hollow Knight. I've been dumping a ton of time into Tetris 99, though. And yeah. Kicking butt. Tetris 99, they actually had an event this weekend. An event? Yes. So Is if there you a finish... giant portal in the sky that came down and... I think of Fortnite. Yeah. So they did, like... They called it the 999 event or something like that. If you win a game or you win a certain amount of games, the top ten people or the top nine people across all of Nintendo would be awarded $9.99 in store credit or something like that. That's cool. <laughs> wow. And I kept getting frustrated. I, I got like 15 top 10 finishes. I didn't win any. I got a second place finish. Dang, dude. But my Switch constantly drops connection. Huh. Like probably a third of the games I play, I lose connection on. Does anybody else listening, let me know if you have that problem. Use the hashtag uh, GUGCast. I'm sitting probably 20 feet from my router through one wall. Because I'm in the next room over from my router. But it constant, like a third of the games I play, I, I lose a connection and completely bomb the game. There's mm-hmm. no way to landline it, right? Not without... Not in the hub. There, there is a way to landline it, but it's a pretty crazy workaround. Okay. Yeah, you have to get the special adapter. You gotta get, and... you gotta get a USB Cat5 adapter. Oh, okay. And plug it into the dock. Right. Which I actually own, but I haven't taken the time to take it out of the box. I may have to try it. I don't know. Yeah, Tetris 99 is actually one of the few Switch games that I have not played docked yet, though. I'm always playing it laying in bed or whatever. And yeah, and then that's a that's a weird switch over. I would I would think for that game. Switch over. I see what yeah. you did there, Shelly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, totally meant but to. Tet- Tetris 99 is about the only Switch game I've been playing for the last since it came out. <laughs> okay. Like I, I don't really care about anything else on the Switch, so I don't want to look, keep dropping connection. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. fair. Uh, Shelly, what have you been playing this week? Oh, gosh. Not much. I, I did... Okay, well... I've been playing through the DLC for Breath of the Wild because I realized... So, I've played this game before, right? And I've played through all the DLC before. Got the motorcycle in my first playthrough. This is my master mode playthrough. And maybe you watched me play a little bit um, of it during the pledge drive. 
Ooh. That's what I was doing. Is like I, that's when I started. I, when I started the Champions Battle DLC. It's much longer than I remember it being. It's a little mm-hmm. harder than I remember it being. Um, but that's because it's master mode, and every freaking enemy will start to regenerate health like two seconds after you hit it. It's real annoying. It's such a good DLC. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was definitely struggling to beat one of the Ganons when. I ran out of, like, they give you, in part of the trial, they'll give you very, very limited resources, like mm-hmm. two swords and a bow, maybe. Right. And I ran all of them dry because I didn't hit him fast enough because he's, like, flying around and crap. And I just had to basically kill myself because I'm like, this isn't going to work. I can't kill this guy. I never bombs. played it on, the, like, the master mode. It'd be super hard. It is hard. It's rough, especially... Yeah, no, I already have given enough away, I think, but... Um, I couldn't even get the Master Sword, if I remember correctly. <laughs> really? I got what? the Master Sword, but I mean, like, the, the Master Sword Trials. Oh, I tried on to do easy, that I on normal mode, and I didn't because I just thought it's not worth it. So hmm. I might push myself, myself to try to do it again, but I don't know if I want to go back and do it on normal mode before Master Mode first, because if I can't even do it on a normal mode, how can I do it on Master Mode? Anyway... Um, yeah, so that's really fun. It's a good game. Um, but it is kind of, yeah, it's hard. I just want the motorcycle before I completely beat the game. That's all. Like, I want it so I can go around and get all the shrines before I go fighting Ganon. Like, because it's pointless to have the motorcycle after you do all that. Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the only other game I played, um, this week, or the last two weeks, I guess, because the, uh, Pledge Drive, we didn't really have a podcast, um, yeah. I, I played a serious game called Sweatshop. Um, basically, I'm taking a video game design class right now, and so part of our assignment was to uh, play a serious game. By serious game, I mean a game that is supposed to have some sort of serious um, message, I suppose. Okay. So, if you can tell by the name Sweatshop, it's about sweatshops. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and basically, it's actually a really funny game. They have, and I don't remember the link to how I played it. It's just a free shop on, like, some random website. Uh, I don't think you could, like, get on, like, Steam or anything like that. I think it's it's very much a, um, I don't know that you call those types of games, but one of those games you have to go to a random website to get to. That's what I mean. Um, but anyway. Games for change? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, but yeah, so you basically... It's kind of an assembly line game. You get to choose which workers you want. And all of the clothes go through the assembly line. And you got to make sure that everyone gets the work done. And in a good time. And also doesn't die because you could overwork your employees really easily. Um, wow. Which is like, you know, it's supposed to be that way. You you're, you actually can kill your workers by overworking them or or severely injure them um, or do terrible things because that's what happens in a real sweatshop. And after every do level... Do you choose their pay? Um, You just buy... Basically, it's like... I don't remember the exact, like, payment. You, you can, like, click and drag to purchase a, like, shirt worker... Um, or a hat maker, yeah, shirt maker, hat maker, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And those are a little bit slightly more expensive, but not really super duper expensive. Um, You could buy kids, that's cheaper. 
you know? So bad. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, it's actually a really funny game because all, all of the, like, your boss is super duper characterized where he's like, if you don't get this work done, I'll fire you. And he, like, makes a bunch of jokes and stuff about, like, oh, I'll fire you. And, like, all the kids are like, no, and, like, crying and stuff, like, in a very humorous way, um, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's definitely a very serious message um, delivered in a very artsy, kind of cute way, which I actually think okay. makes it easier to play. Um, but after every level, they'll have a little um, not-so-fun fact about sweatshops and the reality that they are, so... That's cool. That's, yeah, it it's pretty cool. Of, I played some like mobile game that was like feed your pet or something. And hmm. you're feeding this chicken. And then the chicken becomes food. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, this is, you loved this thing. And then it was like a Was a it vegan, a PIA game? Whatever. Anyway. It sorry. felt like it. Like it was a very like vegan, like. Vegan friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, okay. And it feel real bad. I was like, this is terrible. This is, this is awful. Um, <laughs> that's really interesting i yeah wow but kind of like taught you things your headphones yeah. are crazy my headphones yeah yeah they glow are they the same headphones you've been, like been using um for the last month or two like last I, couple months i don't notice anything ever it's okay that's fine you turned your head in the light and i was just like whoa yeah sorry they're they're kind of cool um no one Anyways. can see this that's okay you can pretend that you see this. You would just imagine cool it in your in your yeah. My whole head is glowing. Never mind. Um it's a cool game. Uh the only thing that throws me off is that it um doesn't provide like any resources on how to stop, stop. sweatshops. It's sort of the only context it gave you is maybe, oh, don't um purchase things from sweatshops, but they don't even tell you that explicitly. That's very implicit. You know, I huh. would assume they would put some sort of link to a donation somewhere or link yeah. to more information, but they don't really do that, which is really weird. But anyway, huh. if you're curious about it, you could probably just type in sweatshop game in Google and find it. Yeah, I feel like they could have It's gotten... on gamesforchange.org. Games for Change. Yes. There it is. You think Thanks. they would have gotten, like, partnered with something and then yeah, I don't know. linked out to the whatever they partnered mm -hmm. with. It's interesting. I recommend trying it out if you're curious about it but that's it sounds super interesting i think it's all i've been playing i haven't even really played smash honestly which sucks but and it's finals week so <laughs> gotcha yeah and besides whatever in I played march drive. yeah i'm on the quarter mm -hmm. system so next it's week is uh spring break hard for me to play a bunch of video games after the pleasure drive too like yeah all right i've been playing all weekend it was time for a break Exactly. That it's it's that comboed with homework, comboed with finals, comboed with like right. everything else going on. So it's fine. What have you been playing, Cody? I did get to play Mario Party. Oh, for, on the is it Switch? Super Mario Party, the Switch version, Super Mario oh, Party. I'm sorry. Cool. I Joe, I don't understand your distinction <laughs> for Mario Party. Dairy I hate Mario different. Party games. Do you hate mini games in general in most games? Yeah, usually. Okay. Well, I mean, and there's your problem. Because I that's like not a problem. games in like games, so like, <laughs> like Jack J Jack Two, there's a little thing where you're it's like rhythm based, you know, hit the circles. Like, I don't want a game of that necessarily, but it it was fun every once in a while. And so maybe because I played so much of that growing up, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is just all mini games. This is cool. Another they're different mini games. Um, like the yeah, WarioWare played... games are the worst. I haven't oh. played any of those, but I know what you're talking. Like I know what they are. Yeah, I, I like Mario Party. It's competitive. I played a lot of Mario Party as a kid. Yeah, Mario Party Three is my favorite because it's got the cowboys, and hmm. Mario had a gun, 
and I was like, I can't believe Mario had a gun. And then he shoots his little quirk gun, and I was like, ha. <laughs> ha. Yeah. No, I uh, played I played a lot of, like, the GameCube one, and the mm-hmm. one on the DS. I played the I crap out of that GameCube. one. Because all my friends would come together and play the DS Mario Party. Seven or eight. So yeah. we played only one game. It was an hour long, like, ten round. They tell you how long it'll be. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but the biggest thing, and it's it's a huge thing, like, this is why I'm not going to buy it for myself, um, the controllers, we brought over, like, the Pro Controller, and we brought over our little thing for our Joy-Cons, you have to play with a single Joy-Con turned sideways, and that's, like, a break it for me, because I don't even have that big of hands, like, I'm a, I'm no. a short dude, but yeah. holding that controller sideways feels terrible. And, yeah. like, we didn't bring the little slider things for our L and R buttons because we didn't expect to have to play that way. Um, and, yeah, it was really, like, gross feeling. I've never once used those slider things on my for my controllers. I, I know I, I have, have them, but I don't know where they are. If I have to play sideways like that, then I definitely would prefer those. There are um, things out there we can get that are, like, actual full grips for the controller for the Joy-Con. Hmm. And I really want to get some of those, but they're like 15, 20 bucks. I just, it's a lot for a piece of plastic that literally just fits in your hands. Like I haven't spent the money for it. I remember when controllers used to be 20 bucks, man, I want that back, back in the day. Um, but I, I think I could probably play a little bit better if I had one of those, but just a little tiny joy con in my hand feels awful. I feel like my shoulders are scrunched up and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it totally makes sense Um, for them to have that option. But it seems like they should have more than just that. Yeah, because what if, you know, you've got a bunch of friends that will have, you know, their own controllers or whatever they could all play. Yeah. Um, and seems like that was the intention. But mm-hmm. but my pro controller is completely useless because it doesn't even kind of allow that. It's yeah, weird. That's, that's what got me upset with uh, Let's Go was that I couldn't use my pro controller. I was like, yeah. seriously? Like, why? You can use your pro controller. <laughs> Not on Let's Go. Let's go yeah, you can. I do. Do you? I can't. I've never been it. able to. You can't throw the Pokeball the same way. You just hit A and it throws a Pokeball. Well, and that's weird too is like that Pro Controller has got motion sensors. Yes, it does. So why can't you just flick it? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Maybe I missed but the yeah. setting or something. Because every time I've gone like controller settings and it doesn't let me hook it up. Huh. Hmm. Like, I just. I will I will use that controller to turn my switch on to wake it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. While it's docked, and then I just use that to navigate around. It lets me play. Okay, okay. I'd have to try it again then. Go to try it out. I, I that's basically all I've played. But that's that's a break it for me for that game. I was gonna buy it because yeah. I really like the idea of putting the two switch controllers together to make like a different board. Um, but I'm not playing anything with the Joy Cons if I don't have to with a single Joy Con. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing, so we can get into the video game news. Alright, so The Division 2, which I'm particularly excited about, will mm-hmm. be, uh, I, I got the gold edition. will be four games in one. Just kidding. It's no. the size of four games. <laughs> it's huge. So, <laughs> on the Xbox, I mean, the game itself is like 40 or 50 gigs anyway. Mm-hmm. They announced that day one there would be a patch on the Xbox and PS, and, uh, I'm sorry, a patch on the Xbox and PC that would be about 50 gigabytes, which is huge. That's crazy. 
But then the PlayStation 4 version is also going to have a patch that's going to be 90 gigabytes. So on day one, it's 140 gigs. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, make sure you got space up if you're going to do that. Mario Party has had zero updates since launch. Super Mario Party. That's because nobody cares to play it. <laughs> that's, that's possible. <laughs> They're like, if we update it, we have to allow pro controllers, so we just won't update it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I One just... and done. Never go back. Never look back. <laughs> Reggie's gone, and so is this game. They're working on a Mario Party that works with Pro Controllers. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Yeah, that's huge. Like, this is ridiculous. And it's I hate weird that to think... that's becoming like a norm, I feel Are like. You literally gigabytes? two more games in that size. Like, what did you... Two massive games in that size. Yeah. Like, sure that's they have to be releasing like a 4K texture fix. I was gonna that's say that's gotta be like a 4K texture pack or something. Dragon Age huh. Inquisition is one of the biggest um, games I have. I'm pretty sure. Not, it's not 90 though. It's not that big. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of crazy. Real quick. Ah yeah yeah yeah. I don't know if LJ wants me to do this in post or right now, so I'm gonna do it right now. Trey Brayband is also a Patreon uh, who deserves a shout-out. And now he's getting a special shout-out because I forgot him on the list. So Oof. I'll add you next time. But now you get this middle-of-the-podcast solo shout-out. Thank you, nah, Trey. He's going to turn it off like right he's at the like, beginning of the podcast. He didn't <laughs> say my name! My name was How even dare on there. he? Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Well, now, now I feel like LJ's gonna have to like cut that out and put it up there. Whatever you want to do, LJ. I think I'd feel real good if it was like my own special little shout out. <laughs> what were we <laughs> Anyways, we can about? move. On. Okay, so Octopath Traveler is getting a mobile prequel. Yeah, I like mobile <laughs> games. I don't. I know. <laughs> Are we gonna call this it? Thing, this thing can burn in a fire pit somewhere. It should be Octopath Packer because they're packing for their travel. Well, I hope they change the number up. Quintuple yeah, path. like, uh, yeah. I hope that... Septopath. <laughs> I think they should all be Octopath. Just different characters. I mean, I don't know if they can be different characters for a prequel. But, I don't know. I don't like the idea of having the same characters. Every time. Well, I hate to tell you, it probably will be. I mean, what if it was their names spell Octopath. What if it was Hannett's uh leader and then they could be Therion's like partner and they could have say, everybody's like, I mean in the trailer they, will be you can look at the trailer and you could see the little sprites walk and if they look like that then that's yeah. Oh, is there a trailer out for it? Yeah. Oh, I'm out of loop. They they did with this announcement also say that they were working on other console games in the Octopath world. That's really so cool. that's cool. It might yeah. have yeah, that I get my gaming me. news from Joe during the recording of this podcast. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I'm just saying you could also afterwards check, it, check out, it out and then you'll see yeah. if, that's cool. if it's them or not. Yeah. Probably. Uh, and in other news, not surprising, unfortunately, Anthem has another bug that they discovered. Because of course it does. They can't stop discovering them. I don't think we've talked about the PS4 shutdown one, but... Oh, no, we haven't. One. Well, let's talk yeah, that, about that, that requires well. a full database rebuild. Like people thought it was bricking their systems, and it turns out they just had to restart their PS4 and have it completely rebuild the database. 
What? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's yeah, nuts. That's happening. It's so bad. But this one, uh, people found out that starting guns do more damage than legendary endgame guns. <laughs> so stupid. What? <laughs> so like the numbers were the numbers were wildly different. You know, you have the indie end game guns doing like thousands of damage a shot. The the early game gun was doing like sixty damage a hit, but it was taking off like half the health of the enemies on the final like one of the final strongholds. What the heck? I would have to change our thing to like we're just a bunch of broken people like an anthem game. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Sonic 06. I mean, let's be straight. Bethesda still holds the crown. That's true. Hmm. And what I love All about their Bethesda stuff is, is totally we use janky. Bethesda as an example, but like Bethesda knows and they're totally self aware and cool about it. They're like, Yeah, things mess up. We fix it later. Like yeah. yeah, bug is a feature. <laughs> but like people aren't really upset with their things either. They're not. They're really game yeah, breaking. They're, they're not gonna it. break your console, so you have to restart it. They're got, not gonna make, you know, getting to the That's end true. of the game less rewarding by having better weapons at the beginning. You know. Yeah, That's, the anthem <laughs> issues are like serious issues. Those are bad things. Those are hardcore serious issues. When you're sh- when you're killing people's consoles, That's bad. Problem. Yeah. Uh, that's it for game news this week, but we got a few notable things coming up in the pool list. Cool. Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I'm excited for it. Uh, another looter shooter, and this one I expect will be better than Anthem. It better be for 200 I, gigs. I really liked the first one a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm excited. This one takes place in D.C. The first one took place in New York City. Okay. New York City. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It looks really cool. It does. I like Tom Clancy's stuff. I have for years. And he's not alive anymore, but they're still making properties with his name on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, The Caligula Effect Overdose. That is a JRPG that takes place in a world created by Vocaloids. Ooh. Oh my gosh. And I wrote the <laughs> review. Our review is up on the site. We got that one early. It's got some issues, but the game is actually fun, and the soundtrack is awesome. So they have, I really is, like that Hatsune soundtrack. Miku in it? Close. Is it like uh, a fake so, version of her? Yeah, they, there are okay. two. There's there's Mew. You have Music. It's like the Greek letter Mew. Oh, okay. got it. And then Aria is the other one. Cool. And, and they basically came together and created this world because they said, hey, humans have all kinds of troubles. They don't want to deal with their troubles. Let's give them a place to go. Oh. If you so, translate some of the songs, like Electric Angel uh, from, I think Hatsumi actually did the original, and then Rin and Lin do the cover that I like. But like, they're weirdly self-aware characters. Uh, in Electric Angel, she goes, they go, um, when you're sad or whatever, just know that I'll be here to sing this song for you. And it's like, they're <laughs> completely aware that they are just existing to sing this song when you press play. And then Hatsumingu's so, big song is about, um, I am the princess of the world, bow down to me, basically. <laughs> so the the whole premise of the game is that you your character realizes something is not right, something is digitally broken in the world. Dot and hat. so he, he or she is invited. Yeah, it feels very... So the company that made this is the same company that made one of the uh, Sword Art Online games. Oh, okay. 
And so, like, they realize that they're in a digital world and they're trying to figure out how to get out. They are the the good guys, quote unquote, are, are the go home club, and they're fighting against a group called the the Ostinato Musicians. Ooh. But the Ostinato Musicians are kind of the people defending Mew. Huh. And and all the all the like general mob enemies in the game are people who've been driven crazy by listening to Mew's music so much they become like hyper fans and lose their minds. Oh no. Wow, that's and interesting. The the people on your side are Arya is helping the people on your team. It and cool. I actually really like the combat. The combat is kind of turn-based, but it's got a real-time element where everybody has a real-time track. You you queue up the actions, and then it all plays out in real-time. So you might have to tell the first person, use this attack that'll knock an enemy up in the air, and then the second person has to time their attack so that they have an attack that will only hit enemies that are in the air. Oh, yeah. And, and so you have to play off of one another. It's actually really neat. I like it a lot. Um, but fun. like I said, the game's got some issues, but it is fun. And uh, please go check out the review. It's it's an interesting game. I, I enjoyed my time with it. At geeksundergrace.com. That's right. And NIS has been awesome uh, working with Geeks Under Grace. So hmm. NIS America's great, and they're, they're the publishers for this. Okay, yeah, they're super cool. Um, Ghost of a Tale is coming to the consoles this week. That one was out on PC. I did. I played it a little bit when I was doing my Prey and Play streams a few months ago. Ah. Are you telling me that Sonic the Hedgehog's sidekick is dead? Is now a ghost? What? Not Tails? the Ghost of Tales. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tales. This you are. Died. You play as a little mouse, and okay. you can get armor and stuff, and run around in a world that's, you know, the bad guys are rats and that sort of thing. That sounds cool. It's a cute little game. It's it's fun. And then finally, if you like anime, One Piece World Seeker comes out this week. Is this week. a Spider-Man game? I don't know. I think this is a sp- there's a game where he's like arming out and just grabbing like buildings like so Spider-Man. On the cover on the this. cover art, he's got a big stretched out arm behind him. It looks really cool, but it looks like a medieval Spider-Man. Hmm. Pirate Could era. be. Could Spider-Man. be. Well, that's it for game releases and game news this week. What movies have you guys been watching? I actually did watch a movie. I, well, I fell asleep about halfway through wow. it. Oh, it still counts. I watched Christopher Robin. Oh. Was it good? What I saw of it, I liked. It's good. I mean, Tigger's there. Like, <laughs> like You do that really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bother. Um... But it's, you know, it's Ewan McGregor as an adult Christopher Robin. He kind of gets caught up in life, in being an adult, yeah, and the and the strife that comes with that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of Pooh and company come back to help him kind of remember his where he came from as a child. And, and you know, it's it's that sort of stuff where, like, his marriage is kind of on the rocks a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so caught up in work, and, and his wife's like, hey, I'm still here, you know, like, so, it's it's kind of a journey for him to refine who he is. This is cool. Yeah. What about you, Shelley? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've watched any movies. In the last I'll make up weeks. for it by watching two of them. Okay, that works. Yeah, which is crazy. I've never watched. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. I'll talk about that one first. Oh, nice. Uh, that is the biopic of Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, yeah. Yeah, I did not realize how um, 
flamboyant that man was. Oh yeah, he's super. a he's really, he's awesome. Uh, but he he goes, I want to name the band Queen, and they they're like, Well, why are you gonna name the band Queen? And he goes, Because ridiculous, and I don't know anyone more ridiculous than I am. And I was like, <laughs> All right, that <laughs> outrageous. That's it. He goes, well, He won the uh, whatever the Grammy. He won the award for best actor. So, oh really? Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. He was outrageous, not ridiculous. He goes, Because uh, it's outrageous, and there's no one more outrageous than I am. Uh, they did a really good job with it. Like, you feel kind of like you're not watching a movie, but you're watching like a not a documentary. Like, I don't know. It, it, this is really done well. And then they actually have the concert they do at the very end, uh, Live Aid. I've seen side by side comparisons, and they like recreated that concert. Wow, uh, really well. So that was really cool to see. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of the other stuff that they're doing has got a lot of historical accuracy as well. Uh, it's fun. It's good. That's good. Also, I mean, if you know a story, heartbreaking too. A lot of emotions, but definitely like a good enough story to be told through a movie. Yeah, LJ corrected me. Oscar. That is the correct term. What an Oscar. <laughs> I won don't know and a movie award. award. Names. It's fine. You won a thing. It's an award. Got Nobody... number one. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then a movie that's a little bit more relevant now because that movie came out a little while ago. Not that long ago, though. Uh, yeah. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Yes. Is out in theaters. I saw it yesterday. It is... I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't understand why people dislike it so much, except for the controversy around Brie Larson. Which... Yeah. Um, Like, people saying that the movie is bad because they don't like Brie Larson... Yeah. ...is dumb. Yeah. Uh, The movie itself is really good. There is one moment in the movie that would give those people uh, an eye roll. And it's not like... It's not like there was an agenda there um, in that scene. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It's not handled like as like trying to make a point. The only issue I had... I had one major issue, and I won't say what it is, uh, but I would put it on par with the Mandarin being an actor in Iron Man 2. Wow, that is significant. Yeah, um, it was a revelation that you get uh, about Nick Fury that I was just like, "That's dumb." But interesting. Uh, other okay. than that, like the fact that Nick Fury is—it's nineteen ninety-five Samuel L. Jackson, super cool. They did such a great job with that. Like the CGI for him and Coulson are almost flawless. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other things to say about it. I, it's always hard to rank these movies. I would say the Black Panther was better. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be my favorite movie, but it's definitely a solid like. Yeah, no, that's that's. They took that same I've formula heard. that they yeah. always do. Um, I've talked about the formula before for origin story Marvel movies, um, but they kind of played with it a little bit in really cool ways. So I love when they. I love that that formula is still a thing after all these years. But they switch it up and make it interesting enough that it doesn't feel like the formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a solid Marvel movie. It's not going to be like the most amazing Marvel movie, but it did a solid job of leading up for to Endgame. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Um, sort of not, maybe not fully transitioning, somewhat transitioning to movie news. Uh, Captain Marvel 
uh, is the sixth highest grossing movie worldwide. Um, yeah. So it's not well, for opening. There's for a opening lot of weekend, like at least. negative critics out there, but the movie's doing well. Yeah, I. Sorry, I read some of the controversial stuff, and I honestly am like, seriously, but. That's yeah. not... I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to go ranting about it. I'm <laughs> not going to rant about it. I'm so I excited just, to watch it. To not watch this movie based off of the actions of one person, it just seems kind of, like, crazy to me. Like, the movie was made by... I don't know. We, we won't get into it. No, yeah, I won't. Um, if you want my opinions, you can at me if you want. But There you uh, go. I definitely tweet. have strong opinions about it. You can tweet me or something. I don't know. Messed up. Uh, I'm very excited to watch the movie, though. I basically, all my friends who have seen it would say the same thing. Be like, yeah, it's a super duper fun movie. Definitely not the best movie ever, but it doesn't need to be. They, I think it would be yeah. kind of unnecessary if they're trying to, every single, especially every single, like, origin story movie, trying to make it better and better than, like, every other series movie in the in the universe. Like, it doesn't really make a right. lot of sense to me. So, I, knowing that it's just a really good movie, just a nice, solid Marvel movie, that's all I really need if you like Marvel movies, you will like this. Exactly. Yeah. Especially, like, it would be really awkward if it outshined Endgame. That'd be really awkward. They can't make yeah, it the best movie be ever because Endgame is coming and they're probably going to try to make sure all the hype is focused there. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So Captain Marvel's doing really well and that's really good. Yay. We like that. Or at least I like that. What I don't like, Doom Annihilation. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a, it's gonna be a, uh, how do I word this? It's supposed to be a live action movie inspired or based off of Doom. You know, the video game series, most people have heard of that. Right. Um, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things with it. You can look up it the It looks the like trailer. a sci-fi TV, like sci-fi channel TV show. It looks, it does look like a sci-fi channel TV show. Um, it's going to be straight to video. Um, so like Which no theaters. Which a little better. It's not even going to be put into theaters. And uh, when I watched this trailer, I watched it on YouTube. I think that's fair. There were around 600 likes and <laughs> almost 8,000 dislikes, which is crazy. Um, yeah. They really need to get someone like Ridley Scott to make. That. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Doom. It would like, be really good. He knows alien horror movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, Scott would do really good stuff with Doom. Yeah, so it's basically to the point where Doom, the official Doom Twitter said, hey, we're not associated with this. Which How is bad so is that? significant. Like, yeah, that's not good. That's just so bad. Um, so when yeah, there's, the there's game's Twitter is just like, no, we're not even. Play our game. <laughs> <laughs> the game's better. This is not ours. We're no part of this. Like, Man. They just have the rights, apparently. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. <sighs> but that's that. That's um, if you are, If you love Doom, prepare to be sad and watch the trailer. <laughs> the movie's doomed. Yeah. That was an easy one. Perfect. Um, something a little bit happier. So, we all know... Well, maybe if you didn't know, there is going to be a live-action Gundam movie. I don't know if we mentioned it on here before. I believe we have, but in, in case you forgot, that's a thing. So they got a writer. Sorry. Writer? They got a writer. <laughs> and it's a comic book writer. Um, Brian K. Vaughn. So that's okay. pretty exciting. I definitely trust a comic writer over 
a, like Michael typical, Bay. yeah, Michael Bay or, or someone who's just in the Hollywood and not actually involved with comic or manga or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's so ridiculous, I, yeah, I think that's a, I was it's a excited good call. for Pacific Rim because I wanted a Gundam movie. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, we don't know what we're doing. Boop. So, <laughs> I think, I think uh, that's a good call, but I. I want Top Gun. But with, oh, with less volleyball scenes and more mech suits. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you want Tom Cruise for that too? He's getting, yes. He's getting a little old, dude. He could. What if he was like, not a pilot, but he was like a veteran pilot. Hmm. He's like back in my day, we flew airplanes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's that's all the movie news we got, but. Hopefully one of those things are exciting to you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Rip Doom. Mm-hmm. That is too bad. Yeah. I, they need someone, I don't know. It's not fair to say, like, they need someone good on it, but, like, they need more money put into a movie like that. Yeah, for sure. And clearly they didn't have the budget or, I mean, and sad too, they maybe even have the heart and the desire to make it good. They just don't have those yeah, resources. Yeah, it was not funded. Hmm. Oh well. You guys been watching any TV? Um. What's Joe's latest bake sale? Bake bake show. Uh, I've been watching a travel show lately. Oh, okay. Yeesh. Let's see. What was it called? It is called the Octopus Kindness Traveling. Diaries. The oh. Kindness Diaries. Not Princess. A guy diaries. travels all over the. Nope. Not Princess. He travels all over the world. Uh, he's he started in California on a little yellow motorcycle with a side cart, okay. and the whole premise is that he's going all over the world. Literally, like most of the show takes place in Europe and Eastern, the Eastern Bloc and that sort of thing. But he's driving around, completely relying on the kindness of strangers. That's cool. To put him up for the night, to feed him, to buy his gas. All there's that. a guy I cannot remember his name. He was a Christian dude who walked from one side of the United States to the other through the kindness of people. Hmm. He was completely like he would stay at people's houses to shower and everything. Um, I can't remember what trail he took either, but he took a trail and just walked the whole thing. Wow. That's crazy. You find that on Google it and you'll find it like YouTube videos of him. He vlogged it. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. And then. For some situations, like for people that are exceedingly kind or go out of their way or something crazy happens, like they've got a budget so that one of the places that he went was, I don't remember exactly where, but they they didn't have safe drinking water for the school. Oh, wow. And they were, but they were kind enough to put him up. And so he and his crew bought two water purifier systems for the school. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Like one of the families that put him up had one milk cow to get him through everything that they do. So he bought another cow for their farm. Okay. Like that kind of thing. That's cool. Hmm. That's really wholesome. Yep. Yeah. It's good. What about you, Shelly? Well, uh, Joe, have you watched anything besides? Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think I've watched any, like, Netflix recently. I've been watching a lot of Game Grumps, which is very... Okay. I can't recommend them on this, on this, uh, through this (laughs) podcast, but if you like things that are 
super inappropriate and vulgar. That's that's those guys. Um, <laughs> it's super not appropriate, but it's hilarious. I've been watching Sonic 06, which is an experience. Um, like the game, game Grumps of Sonic 06. Correct, yeah. Um, okay. Which is actually super old. Like, it's... That's back when JonTron was on the show, like... It was a while ago. Like, I don't watch okay. any modern Game Grumps, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> I need to do homework, and I need something on the background, and let's just watch yeah. this. So, yeah, it's... Again, yeah, I, I'm not going to let myself recommend it, but if you're interested, <laughs> don't come after me. <laughs> don't come after me. I think a lot of people are familiar with the, the style of Game Grumps, so... I don't yeah. Know. That's all... I don't, that's not even really a show. So I don't know if that counts, but that's like it. That's all I've been doing. Well, the thing's worth mentioning. I started back up Walking Dead. If you go to Walking Dead, AMC.com or whatever, AMC's website, you can watch Walking Dead without cable subscription right now. Um, they probably always can, but I've always had a TV subscription whenever I've tried. So hmm. uh, you can catch up that way. And I'm finally starting to do that. I want to let people know that if they wanted to, they can they can do so. I think that it's only up to a certain point, though. Um, so like you have to be caught up with like last half of the season, I think, but I can okay. watch this half of the season without, um, without a cable, whatever provider only have commercials and stuff. So if anyone wants to watch that and then I watched, I binge watched sword art online alternate or gun gale online alternates. It's on Netflix. And it is a Sword Art Online story about Gun Gale. I think they say six months after the events of Gun Gale or season two of Sword Art Online. Ooh. Or that I, it's really confusing. Sword Art Online two is what they called the Gun Gale saga. Uh, but I don't know. If you watch Sword Art Online, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it. I would recommend that you watch the Gun Gale stuff from with kirito and everything first and then watch this they're not connected in any way except for little references but the references were a ton of fun because like i knew who they were they talk about the sword fighter and uh they name drop Sinon a few times um it's just cool the way they do that but it's cool because it's like not a with kirito i feel like it's this very like dramatic story all the time um it's very like big scope everyone's gonna die if he doesn't save the day uh whereas this i don't want to give the whole plot away but it's a much more personal story um and it's very at opposite ends it's a very adorable anime uh but very dark so kind of be aware of that when you're watching that the subject matter is incredibly dark but the character that the main character, her whole thing is that she wanted to, she wanted a different life where she could be cute because she doesn't think she's cute because she's tall. And apparently in Japan, being tall is not seen as cute. Sorry, Shelly. I'm so sad, but not surprised. <laughs> uh, so she goes, she goes from video game to video game, trying to find an avatar that is small and cute. And she finds this she finally gets the character and she gets really excited and she's like what kind of game is this and finds out it's gun gale which is the most like vicious shooter game in all of the seed um and Dang. so she like yeah and that's the reason she's playing it and becomes really good at this game 
So it's goofy fun. It's really cool. Uh, but again, also dark and crazy at times. And kind of gory. But that's kind of their whole shtick is like be really cute and then like like gory gory like head splattering type gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's Sword Art Online Alternate or Gun Gale Online Alternate. It's one of those two. But from that, we get into the TV news. I forgot to mention at the top of the podcast, we've got discussion questions as well. We haven't had discussion questions in a while. Um, so I'll try to blow through these TV news. Cobra Kai Season 2 has a teaser trailer. Um, I just figured that's worth mentioning because I didn't realize that Cobra Kai Season 1 was like to a caliber that it would get a Season 2. Yeah. So that's cool. I forgot that it's, was a uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a sequel to Karate Kid, I guess. Um, in present day, it's got the same actors from Karate Kid, like the originals. Uh, it kind of feels Power Rangers-esque, the way he's like training up these Karate Kids. Uh, but it seems cool. Like I kind of want to watch it after watching the second trailer. Um, I might check it out. I don't know just how cheesy it'll be but karate kid wasn't necessarily like the original karate kid was kind of cheesy too um and then lord of the rings tv show i don't know if we should call it lord of the rings tv show because it takes place three thousand years before lord of the rings we just got that news like it's more of a middle middle earth tv is show. it is it still third the third age second age what age second age So, what book did you mention, Shelley? The the Similar. I can't say it. Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Yeah. Um, I guess references. I don't know much about that. Like, it's basically I just know like that it's like J.R. Tolkien. The go ahead. Creation and all of the lore behind like the Lord of the Rings world. Pretty much, okay. as far as I'm aware, it's like all of Middle cool. Earth history, and it's basically. All of my people, all, all my friends who I knew have read it use as sort of like a, like a geek badge. Like, oh, I read this, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't somewhere. care, but is <laughs> it's it fine. Made like a history book. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Because if it's written it's not, as a I don't history think written, book for a fictional world, I don't think it's written as a novel. If that's what you mean, it's definitely not like huh. story based, as far as I'm aware. I think it is like this happened here so maybe it's like a so book. i don't boring. know i haven't again i'm i have read it and i'm sure someone listening has that sounds really incorrect. boring but i read harry potter's jk rowling's like quidditch thing and that was written like a history book and that was actually mm. kind of cool so maybe i don't know i know for me i i enjoyed the hobbit enough to keep reading it but it was still mm-hmm. enough where i'm like i don't know if i can do more than this so i already know <laughs> i can't do that yeah uh, this is that Amazon Prime TV show we've talked about in the past uh, that's they're dumping tons and tons of money into. I think this is going to be one of the most expensive TV shows ever, if not the most expensive. Uh, but hopefully they get it right. I've, I've got a lot of trust in it. I'm really excited for this. And I like that it's not in the Lord of the Rings era because it gives them more freedom to kind of do what they want. I'm just curious, does technology... Technology was limited in the Lord of the Rings era... How much more limited will it be 3,000 years before that? Like, 
I, I honestly don't know. I know yeah. that's kind of when the the rings were made and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stories like to be that. told for sure. I I think it's gonna be really. I think it's a really good option because I know lots of people were worried like, oh, are they just gonna redo the movies in TV form? Are they gonna have the actors yeah. from the movies? And this totally avoids that in a way that doesn't totally break what the you know movies in the Hobbit had. It just mm-hmm. expands on the universe. So I think kind it's actually kind of, of a perfect option. Knights of the Old Republic for Star Wars. Yeah. Totally. Went way, way back. Should be cool. And then the last TV news. I I don't know why I'm so sad about this, because I don't watch the show. I've given up on Arrow. Uh, but it's canceled. Uh, so season eight will be its last. That is next season. And it's only going to be half a season. So probably just so much for the crossover uh, to make sense. And then to have a, a good ending to the show. But the Green Arrow never became the Green Arrow that I know in this show. So I'm bummed. Because I wanted him to get to that point at some time. And, and he just never did. Yeah, I feel like at this point it would just it's too late to get him to be kind of goofy and fun. Because he's such a, like, it's such a soap opera. I'm a few seasons behind, but... Um, it started, I mean, I know Joe's not a big fan of, like, the whole... Uh, through the different series but think of like how many shows uh spun off of this one it's kind of crazy seven thousand huh seven thousand seven thousand <laughs> there would be there's at least four um not necessarily spun off of but like that have crossed over with this one uh three there's three of them the fourth isn't crossed over yet I'm trying to think it's four if you count Constantine. I'll move on though. <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's crazy. It is kind of this little small era in superhero television. So for it to end, um, hopefully Flash isn't close behind or anything. Because Flash, though, I haven't watched this last season. It's supposed to be doing amazing things as far as like CGI and special effects right now. Hmm. It's supposed to be real good. Goodbye, Arrow. I'm sorry that I didn't watch you because now you're canceled and it's my fault. And everyone else that you didn't please because you didn't make a happy Oliver Queen. Oh. So it's your fault. Wow. <laughs> we have a few discussion questions. If you want to ask us questions on the podcast, please do so by using the hashtag GUGCast or go into our Discord. And uh, there is a, I think it's called GUGCast questions uh, channel in there. Uh, if you want access to our Discord, just tweet at me. Um, we've got a lot of them, though. So we've got to run through these. They're kind of like rapid fire, so that's helpful. How many people is a good amount of people for doing a podcast? I would say three. Four might be another option. Yeah, I would say it definitely depends on the type of podcast because plenty of podcasts are just one person and they're great. And then there's also podcasts that have tons <laughs> of people, but given the content of them, it makes sense for each one. So yeah, for like the podcast like this, I think we have the perfect like, you know, three works really well because you don't want too many people to speak over each other. But some podcasts you... That's like part of their thing. So is the banter. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, totally depends, I would say. What do you think, Joe? Three to five. Three to five. Uh, and then the second question on oh this these questions are from Close Enough for a Cigar. I like the name. Uh, what sort of mixer would you guys recommend for someone wanting to get into podcasting? So we record in different rooms, um, in different states. So we use Audacity 
and then we don't use a mixer at all because uh, we just record our things solo on Audacity, and then LJ, our producer, mixes them to the volumes that they need to be. Um, so I don't know what kind of mixer. Uh, yeah, we can't. We're not super helpful there. Yeah, that's just not something that we have info on. Uh, Joe, you don't have any like background on mixers, right? I bought a mixer, but I haven't even really had much opportunity to use it myself, and I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you the brand. Okay. But yeah, definitely with sound, I know that you want to, you don't want to like be cheap with sound tech because you can get feedback and you can get, there's a lot of issues that could happen with, with like cheap sound technology. Um, even with this podcast, we've had issues in the past of like echoes and things that we've had to work through. Hopefully... That doesn't happen on this podcast. I think the last time we were talking about how to do a podcast, we have this really bad echo. We didn't know why. It was dumb. Um, that was a couple years ago now, though. What are some ways that this is completely separate from it, but same uh, questioner. What are some ways you can grow closer to Christ if you've strayed far away from them? Him. It takes focus. It takes work. Mm-hmm. I would recommend trying to set up a routine. Yeah, something you do either first first thing in the morning or you know last thing in in the evening as you're prepping for bed. Yeah, definitely. And just try to get into a routine. What about yeah. you, Shelley? No, I think that's a really good answer. Um, yeah, like sort of what I. That was sort of my answer. Not not a perfect answer. I don't know. I'm not. It's not like I'm the perfect like closest with Christ or anything like that. But I do know <laughs> that. Um, a couple years ago when I was really, I think it was over a year ago. I don't know if it was like more than two years ago, but I was just like, man, like I need to do something. And so that's when I was like, okay, no Bible every morning done. And it's actually helped a lot. It's really simple, but I think it's helped a lot. Um, so I, I'll attest that I think in my experience it worked. I think it's not an unhelpful thing to suggest, but yeah, I could also say trying new, um, I mean, if you're a more prayerful person, maybe trying different types of prayer. If you're someone who's really into worshiping, trying different types of worship. I think people connect with uh, God in different ways, um, or at least can focus on different aspects. So figure out what you enjoy to do and what works best for you, and then try to focus around that, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. I would, I want to start with always remember that no matter how far away you get from God, God is still right behind you. He's right there. Uh, As soon as you turn around, God's there. Um, So never feel like there's this actual distance between you and your creator. Uh, You may feel like you're not being intimate with God, but God is intimately with you at all times. Um, And for someone that's probably really, really important. Um, I would say, very practical, the Bible app. I'm really bad about reading the Bible. I can. I love to worship um, through music. I love uh, to pray. Those are really strong. But reading the Bible, I'm real bad at. Uh, and so, you caring Bible app, they have those reading programs on there. And I was like, probably not going to do those either because I don't really like reading on my phone that much unless it's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the app is set up for people who like use their phone. Like it's these very short 
um, messages about the Bible scripture you're about to read. And then you read that scripture. Um, and you can do like a month long program or you can just do a week program. But it'll literally take you like five, ten minutes while you're I, I do them while I'm laying in bed. Um, I just go and I, I read through them quick. And you can add friends. I would definitely recommend that you grab like friends off of the app if you can find any. Um, not everyone hooks up their phones to their Facebook and stuff, so it might be a little bit harder to. But it's really cool and motivating for me when I see that someone else started a Bible plan and I'm like, oh, that Bible plan sounds really cool. Or just the fact that they're starting a Bible plan every week. It's me wanting to start a Bible plan too. Um, yeah, that app is super cool. I've never realized that until like maybe three months ago. Yep. Um, but it's got me to read my Bible a lot more. Yeah, that's awesome. So that would be mine. I, I do like what Shelly said too. Well, both of you um, about having like both are correct. Like the doubling down though um i love like find what you like what brings you close to god and then double down on that as well um so if you are really into worship like download some worship music on your phone and just listen to it in your spare time or um if it is really easy for you to pray um really just like dive deep into praying um and then consistency which comes through scheduling like joe said so that would be that was a good. That was that was good answers, guys. Rocked it. A like plus. Professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Lake the Pondling today. That is the. That is their name. Lake the Pondling today. Hopefully, yeah. That's a long name. Based on the trash tag challenge of cleaning up our planet, what are some other good ways we can serve others with our time? Uh, for those who don't know what the trash tag challenge is, it's okay. We had to look it up. It's super cool. It's where someone takes a Tide Pod and they eat it. I'm just kidding. They uh, actually go out to beaches and stuff and are picking up trash and taking pictures of that or videos and call it the Trash Tag Challenge. Uh, literally cleaning up the earth. So that's cool. What are what are other ways? Let's start a trend. I mean, just leave things better than you found it. It's kind of the premise of that. Mm-hmm. But go beyond that help help somebody if you see that they need help yeah help carry groceries or whatever if you can find one person to like make their day a little bit better every single day you're gonna feel awesome like do the selfless act not to turn a selfless act into something selfish but like you'll feel real good if you're like walking someone across the street or um helping someone with their groceries mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome joe yeah what you, Shelley? I was going to say, I think those things are definitely good. They could also be intimidating. And I think that's fine. I think it's okay if you're like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. That scares me. And if that does, that's... Especially if you're going to put it in a challenge for, on right, your phone. Right, yeah. Then um, it may be easier, at least for for me, um, like, I think of, like, helping specifically... Yeah, like, focusing specifically on... Like your living space um, and your friends and your family on people that you already have sort of connections with. And then just like making decisions to like make those places better um, and make those people feel better in different ways. If that makes sense. Like if you're living with a bunch of roommates, there's a bunch of dishes to get done. Just do the dishes. Just do it. And that makes everyone happier. So. I love that we're like praying for people at conventions. 
And so that's going to be mine is like get a piece of cardboard. It says free prayer, go downtown, start praying for people, call it a challenge. I don't know what you're going to call it, but I'm sure someone smarter than I can think of a good hashtag for that. Yeah. It's just um, kind of annoying that people only do stuff if it's a challenge that they have to post on social media. Yeah, it's true. That doesn't make sense to me. Like throwing like, cheese at their cat. Retrogressive. <laughs> I mean, in the end, it's still like better for you to do that and post about it. But the intention is like, where is that? Anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> But if it gets people to do good things, whether even if it is for for glory, I guess at least you're doing something good. <laughs> However, we make you a better person, I guess we'll take it. Um, I like these. It is really intimidating to help somebody with like their groceries or something. I did that once in my lifetime, and it was in high school, and it was terrifying. Why? I don't know. It was just like. I'm not much of an, like, as extroverted as I can be online, I'm not super extroverted with strangers. Yeah, I can relate to that. I was going to say, that's sort of why I, like, put a different option there, because I'm like, I, I'm terrified of talking to strangers, and people in Seattle don't talk to each other. Like, that's not a normal <laughs> thing. You don't just randomly talk to strangers, and mm-hmm. so it's not even really a culturally comfortable thing to do. So, yeah. yeah. But that's why, <laughs> that's why awesome. I thought of that first. I was like, oh, okay. Counterculture. <laughs> Yeah, that no, it is still definitely a good thing to do. Do it if you yeah, have that cool. option. But you guys geeking out about anything else this week? <laughs> I'm geeking out about Joe's tank top he's wearing right now. Um, thanks to Dallas and uh, Dallas Mora for making an Aflex Legends tank top. For those who don't know, it's kind of an inside joke during the pledge drive. Um, we were like gains under grace and flex. And now if you do exclamation point flex in the chat uh, on Twitch, it does something. So we've got an a flex legends t-shirt <laughs> up in the shop. Geeksundergrace.com slash shop. I've got an idea for another one. I just don't know if we can pull it off. Okay. But this is a good one. This I, I bought two. Actually, I bought three. I bought one for my buddy, two for me. I'm going to buy two, for, two more for me and one for another buddy that wants it wow. after seeing it. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Well, you're going to make geeksandgrace.com slash shop. Joe, where can they find you at? Twitter.com slash Joe Knows Games. Shelly? You can find me on the uh, twitch.tv slash geeksandgrace um, channel link. That's a, that's a link. The Geeks and Grace channel um, on Tuesday nights. And you can find me on Twitter at the shellshock24. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter. At Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Cool, cool.